Can you hear me out there? Yeah, put up. Well, we're good. Um, well, I, <laughs> I guess, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell them the story just to uh, what I always uh, kind of think of you. You're connected in my head to this one time you came over and you were super excited. And I was like, I don't think I'd formally met you yet, but uh, like knew who you were. And you'd come over to the house and you're like, Taylor, I got a present for you. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what he's got. And she like comes down. She's like, okay, I'll be there in a second. Daddy comes down and it sounds like you're like unboxing something. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm just sitting on the couch kind of out of your view. So I can, I can just hear everything that's going on. And you're like, check this out. And she comes down and you're holding like a baton looking thing. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And you're, she's like, dad, what is it? And you're like, it's a taser. <laughs> and then I just hear the, <laughs> and I just start cracking up. I'm like, oh my God, this guy brought a cattle prod as a gift. I just thought that like was a pretty perfect uh, sum up. I don't know, just a great intro to the person I never met. And uh, yeah, you just strike me as an interesting dude. And I know from stories of uh, like Taylor has told me like, you just seem to have had an interesting life. And now I know you're a former tree planter, so I know you're uh, a little bit mad, <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah, well, I've been around, you know. I didn't really plan on anything. I didn't mm -hmm. really plan on Taylor either, but uh, I'm sure glad she came around mm -hmm. and her older brother, Dylan, great kids. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I remember that. Uh, you know, um, Taylor didn't have a door yeah. on her room. She lives up in the loft, yeah. and you just go up the set of stairs and you hit a big landing and that's basically the kids that's room. The room yeah and she was living in this house here with five guys mm -hmm. and uh she's five foot eleven and a half and she's uh, sam i don't know what how does she look how does she look to you sam she's a uh, long lean slim um yeah very tall beautiful beautiful Be beautiful very yeah, elegant this we go yeah very yeah. Ele very elegant yeah yeah so, uh, uh, you know, this can attract a lot of attention, you know, these college boys parties and whatnot. I can see, you know, they're having a party downstairs and it's three o'clock in the morning. She's up there sleeping and one of the frat boys decides he's going to go for a walk up the stairs mm. and, you know, start talking to Taylor. And mm -hmm. so I figured, you know, she's too nice, right? She's yeah. way too friendly. She'll probably just be like, you know, <laughs> yeah, do a <laughs> podcast with a guy, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I decided to get her a cattle prod. Uh -huh. I noticed one of the guys here you're pretty upset about it and say he didn't like the idea of conflict and whatnot and I says that's the whole idea but <laughs> when she stuffs this in your throat and zaps you good and hard and you're in the ground doing the funky chicken there's not gonna be no more conflict no sir right? no sir yeah. oh man yeah it's actually animal control you can buy those at any uh, yeah any of the brown guys uh, gas stations in Abbotsford <laughs> <laughs> a set of ceramic knuckles yeah um, yeah, it's an extra ten dollars for the knuckles that have the Punisher logo on them. <laughs> They're pretty cool, though. Wow! Right, awesome. next, to the, right next to the torch layers and the uh, well, black the logic, and, and, no, and the, the logic glass tracks. tubes and pipes and all that sort of stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, the logic yeah. tracks. That makes sense, man. Um, nice. Well, okay. Well, now we've kind of shared our. Uh, that was our introduction in real life. Uh, why don't you give them an introduction of who you are and your name and whatever you want to tell the people. Yeah, well, there's really not much to tell. I, I, I grew up here in the East Van. Uh, I was born back in 63. It was way back by Renfrew in that neighborhood, the Slocan gang, the Renfrew gang, the Huns, 
back then it was uh, Satan's Angels were the were the bike club in town, and they were had a chapter I believe was East Van, and they were riding up and down the street on a fairly regular regular basis there. I remember uh, I remember getting put on the back seat of one of the Hardys and ripped up the sidewalk one day, and that was my sort of claim to fame in the neighborhood. Wow. And, and I moved to Alberta for a long time, and I, you know I never really planned anything, but um, I got a job offer in Europe, and uh, I took off. I had a I had a girlfriend here, mm-hmm. a girl named Michelle Sam, beautiful half Salish, half uh, Danish girl, wow. and uh, and you know I told her I'd be, I'd be back in six months, right? And I put my car in storage, and I talked to my boss, and yeah, I'll be back in six months. I said, and I didn't come back for almost five years before I came limping back across the Atlantic. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty... Uh, Whereabouts in Europe? I went everywhere. Uh, I hitchhiked all through the Eastern Bloc. Uh, I was was there uh, before the wall came down. Uh, Holy cow. Saw the, saw the the free Pink Floyd concert in uh, in Potsdam Square. Right? Wow. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty intense being there when the wall came down, right? And I got some graffiti, for, uh, some rocks from the graffiti. I sent it to a lot of my friends, mailed it all over the place. Uh, you know, um, but yeah, I went to the Eastern Bloc before the wall came down and after, and it was a, it was a, it was quite a difference. That is nuts. Yeah. How long were you uh, in the Eastern Bloc and like where, where specifically? Russia. Uh, I know. No, I went. I went up and down. I, I went. I went back and forth several times over the years. It was for five years, right? You know, and I spent a lot of time traveling. Uh, Eurorail Pass is a great way to go. You just you you buy nice. the you buy the pass for the for the the train and uh you're good for two months yeah anywhere the train goes you go yeah so uh it goes to istanbul so uh, that's asia mm-hmm. you cross the bridge and you're in asia so yeah. you can have breakfast in europe and then cross the bridge walk across and have lunch in asia and Holy cow. once i hit asia i kind of got a fever and i wanted to keep going right so we we uh we did uh, all of northern africa uh egypt right uh, and then when we went to uh, Istanbul, and I say we, I never really went with any one person. I went with different people on different trips, and usually I would just hook up with them as I was traveling, mm-hmm. right? Um, I really liked doing that. I thought it was great. Uh, awesome. I met I met some really cool people who I are bet. still friends of mine today, right? And and that brings me to that, that you know the Istanbul. We we went to the far end of, of Turkey, and. Uh, we were camping out by a lake, and the, it was with two Portuguese guys. And the one guy, um, Bo, he uh, he kept saying he was a percussionist. And you know, I saw him trying to play some Turkish drums, and I didn't really think much of it. You know what I mean? I yeah, he's you know, yeah, not 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 the kind of drum player I know about. Mm-hmm. But uh, for about a week, he'd been talking about this concert that he'd been invited to play at, and he really wanted to go, and it was getting closer, and he had to. You know, if he was going to go, he was going to go, and he's hemming and hawing, and I'm sitting by the campfire. I mean, there was there was no hotels out there that, you know, we wanted to stay at. Mm-hmm. Uh, much, much like I was about by a lake, and, uh, uh, yeah, it was beautiful out there, and just kind of relaxing around the, the lake, and for about a week, we were tired of traveling, and I said, uh, well, Bo, if you, why don't you go? If you really want to go, why don't you just go? What's the big deal? Stop you know, talking about driving it. me nuts. And he says, "Well, I, I, I would go, but he doesn't want to go back with me." <laughs> and the other guy, Alessandro, he's just sitting there and he just shrugs, right? He doesn't want to go back. Well, I get it, man. These guys are about five foot two, <sighs> right? And they weigh about one hundred and thirty pounds. He's actually physically scared to make that trip back from 
Istanbul wow. all the way to Portugal on the cheap trains because that's mm -hmm. what we're taking. We're taking the cheap way, right? right. You know, that's the interrail pass, right? You're not in the express, right? Right, right. You know, you get whatever you can get, right? So, um, so I said to him, I said, well, shit, man, I go with you. And he said, what, really? The, you know, the six foot tall, six foot one blonde Canadian wearing cowboy boots, right? You know what I mean? Right? And so, nice. uh, so, so, okay, so we jump on that, right? Well, when's the concert? Well, it's like in four days. And you're in the far end of Turkey, and you're, you know, yeah, man, planes, trains, and automobiles. We ripped across wow. from one end to the other, right? You know, we got a ride out of there in, in, in a truck, right? You know, and then okay. a bus, and then, and then, and then uh, the train, and then the train takes 24 hours to get from Istanbul to Greece because they stop you for about 20 hours and just harass you, mm. right? Do you have to pay some money? Uh, no, it doesn't matter. You, you, you can try doing that, but, you know, the... Yeah, it's a tricky place, man. Yeah. You know, and you know what? I This is way back in the day. I didn't know. I was in Amsterdam before that, and I picked up a bag of weed. Uh -huh. And I had stuffed in the bottom of my duffel bag. Uh -huh. And I took it with me all the way into Turkey, man. I went through all Holy kinds. Of, I went all over the place, man, right? Uh, yeah, I got you slapped. You forgot about it? No, I got slapped around by a border guard one time, right? You know, uh, just because they can, right? And, uh, you know, I, I, I got all the way back, and I was dumping my bag out in holland and also boom hey there's that bag oh. big bag of weed i like lost way back whatever right ended there the whole time right yeah uh, visions of midnight express right wow yeah that's nuts yeah cool yeah so well anyways we uh we make it all the way back to uh to portugal and uh i couldn't believe it man my, my friend i couldn't believe it he's like the, the sixth or seventh alternate for the lisbon philharmonic orchestra holy shit he plays percussion for the for the orchestra Right, Damn. he's a he's he's a percussionist, legit. Right, so a legit percussionist. So hey, man, all the oh, he's got a whole bunch of girl cousins back there, right? And they're all fussing all over me, right? And getting me all <laughs> dressed up, right? And they got me in a black suit, like a penguin, right? This monkey suit is about six inches too short, and because everybody in Portugal is short, right? Uh. You know, the tall guy's like five foot four, right? <laughs> so so I'm wearing this monkey suit that's way too tight. I'm just sunburnt to beat the band, right? And this blonde <laughs> hair just flaming out there, right? And they're all fussing over, making a whole bunch of noise and squawking. And we get to the uh, we get to the Philharmonic, and well, it was pretty starchy for me, man. Like you know, it was great stuff, but sure, you know, uh -huh. more power to you, right? Wow. Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. We got, we got a little technical difficulty. Who's that drunk Canadian guy over there? Is that Hulk Hogan? Can I <laughs> can I get his autograph? Can I get his autograph? Can I get his autograph? Too funny. Uh, wow. So, uh, yeah. So so yeah, it was a pretty cool experience, right? And that's just by, you know, going out there and, and doing it. You know, like I I was sitting in Vancouver and it was raining out, and I had a girlfriend, I had a nice nice car, I had a job, right? Lots of friends, and I got the phone call and said, "Hey man, do you, do you want a job in Europe, right?" And you know what? Go. I just jumped in, right? Spontaneity. Yeah, I just did it, right? I just jumped in. And was that the first time you left Canada, or? No, actually, I ran away when I was like. Uh, Wow. Yeah. Where, I, when I was 60, well, I was 15, right? Yeah. Where did you go? Uh, California. California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. A yeah. man so, off to my own home. Yeah, well, you know what, man? We, you know, I was going to flunk anyway, right? Like, I was, you know, I was just fooling around all the time. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing any work, right? You know, smoking pot, right? Mm. You know, chasing girls, right? You would do mm. what you're 15, right? Right. So, um, so you know. Uh, Whereabouts in California did well, you go? Well, we ran off, like, let me see, what was it now? It was, um, would have been around april i guess right right and we and we and we 
and we back then man you know the borders they didn't matter they didn't care right you know we just were hitchhiking and we just got a ride right over the border right went all the way down to uh, uh san diego right and uh we knew a girl who was a lot older than us who um parents were really rich and they had a farm out in the napa valley or somewhere but they had a, a, a small place that they kept uh, not far from the beach in san diego and she was staying there with a girlfriend and we weren't sleeping with these girls are way too old for us right mm-hmm. and one of them was my sister so mm-hmm. right <laughs> probably a good idea not to so sleep with anyone yeah they kind of knew where i was right yeah. you know but i said you know like you know whatever i'm gonna stay on here and we you know there's a lot more work under the table in the states we were picking picking uh baskets of fruit uh, okay. out, of, out of the truck and mm-hmm. loading them in the back of a grocery store one day and then you know bringing sacks of whatever flour into the massive bakery another day right wherever work you know they it's kind of like bullshit corner here where they pick you up and they bring you somewhere right right so we do work like that we live on the porch and uh, we went surfing right learned, wow. how to, learned how to surf right and then uh went went back to uh went back to canada and uh right near when school was about to start and they said you know they said, you know, you, you, your grades weren't too bad. They said, you know, if you do a book report here and do this paper here and you study real hard, we'll let you write your exams. Wow. So I said, oh, okay. So I, I did a book report and I did another report and I wrote my exams and, and I passed and I went to, <laughs> and I passed and I went to the next grade and all my friends are going, you, you prick, we you can't just believe it. You can't school. believe it, man. Wow. Well, April, May, June. How, how long total were you in California then? Wow. Well, Five months, I think. Five months, yeah. damn. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That yeah. is wild. Yeah. Crazy, oh, crazy, eh? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I, I'm i curious your answer. This, is, this was the original question I was going to ask you. Um, so I'm 23. I j- I've just graduated university. So I find myself in this kind of a weird transition point, right, from this, like, very structured thing to, like, you know, all I have to do is show up and yeah, make some beer money and like I'm kind of doing what I'm expected to do. And now I've jumped into the world of like, okay, fuck, like figure shit out, make money, make rent, all this. And I was wondering if you could go back and give yourself, your 23-year-old self some advice, what would you say? Well... You know, I could give some advice about a specific thing, right? Okay. About saying, you know, I should have done this or I should have done that. But hey, no regrets, right? Um, I made the best decision I did at the time, you know, given the, the information that I had at the time. You always got to remember that. You know, when old people are talking, it's twenty twenty hindsight. They weren't that smart. Right. Right. The they weren't that smart, right? A lot of them were lucky. You know, some of them not so lucky. Uh, but, you know, what I would say, I remember Taylor asked me, uh, quite, a couple of years back there when she was in high school she said dad she said, if you if you were going to give advice to any young people like you know at a graduation what kind of what kind of advice would you give what would you say right mm-hmm. and I said well let me let me think about it for a while right you know and I thought about it for a while and like I, would, I sort of think about this kind of crap so anyways right so I kind of had kind of an idea what I, I would want to say anyways but I kind of put it nice and concisely and I said if you move from a position of judgment in every situation and move to a position of gratitude mm. then all obstacles will become an opportunity mm. right i like that it's a very simple way to live but it's a really hard thing to do right right 
but uh, that's what I do when I start to feel like whatever, you know, mm. shit's getting me down. I, I, um, I, I, I know I, I look at it and I say, you know, I shouldn't be saying, well, this sucks or that mm. sucks or, you know, I, I look at it and I say, well, what good can come out of this? Mm. Right. What right. good can come out of this? Right. 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 And, and you try to flip it, you know, and say, you know, I should be grateful for this. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we, I mean, we say this a lot of time. It's a little boring, but it could be things could be a lot worse. Yeah. Things could be a lot worse. I mean, the poor people in this country are loaded. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I mean, we live in standalone housing. I mean, I mean, you know, you live in a, in, a, in a standalone house in England. You're a millionaire. Right. 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 You yeah. know, I mean, you're in a row house. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, uh, my old place, I bought a place in London, England. I, I lived in London for a couple of years. Right. Okay, cool. I, I worked in a, a bunch of different. Uh, I worked for Barron's um, Barron's Investment Bank, which was the biggest white collar crime uh, in the in the world that, that, that was at that I was I worked in the dealing room right and yeah. the guys used to shout deals at me and I used to pencil them in and fire them into the computer right you know what I mean yeah you know and well, then some, it would be really frenzied sometimes you know when there's an election mm. and uh, I remember one time the guy was oh, man like a hundred thousand shares or something like that we're talking about like two point something million dollars right and these guys do like three buys a day and three sells the next day and three buys the next day and all for the same amount like you know like two million. Uh, like pounds yeah so about five million dollars yeah right? you know yeah. stuff like that right and and the, these guys are, and oh man the guy gives me a hundred thousand shares of whatever for Siemens at this and this price whatever like a two and a half million two and a half million dollars it was I think and uh, all of a sudden I, was, I stopped and I looked at the dealer and I, and I said hey man I said uh, the broker I said, uh, was that a buy or a sell he says well, you, you write it down I said uh, no I didn't and he says oh man he says oh he said, oh, he said, it was a buy. It was a buy. It must have been a buy. He says, they always buy. They yeah. always, always buy. So, so we, it was a buy, right? Right? Hey. What well, was a sell? <laughs> right? It was a buy. But guess what? So you what? The price went up, so they were pretty happy. <laughs> 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 they didn't offer me a job, though. But a couple of years later, a bunch of those guys that I was working with on that floor mm -hmm. were in jail. Really? Yes, man. And Barron's Bank does no longer exist. Wow. Yeah. So they were doing some yeah. shady shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Grenfell, uh, one of the big Morgan banks, Morgan Stanley, uh -huh. with the National Bank of Detroit. Right. I uh, I don't know. I'm not really good with numbers, but that doesn't seem to matter to banks. <laughs> as long as you're fast and you look good in a suit, they like you. Right. Wow. I, got a, I, got a, I got a few jobs because I look good in a suit. Right. Because mm. I was six foot tall. And you know, I was a blonde Canadian, right? Well, I can mm. speak Dutch, right? So I can speak oh, really? Dutch. Yeah, I can speak Dutch. So is your is your name Jan technically, or is it Jan? It's, it's a hyphenated name. It's a Jan Harman. Jan Harman. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All yeah. right. Johnny Smith. Do you, no. do you do you throw people off when they look and they say Jan, and then you look? Up, I bet in school that must have been constant, yeah. just yeah. like well, teachers say, saying your name wrong. Or, oh. <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs> Good catch. There goes the beard. <laughs> yeah. So, so where were we? Um, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. I was just asking you about your name, just because, yeah, uh, I'm not the most common. Yeah. Name yeah. You, find I, I, you know, I remember some guys used to say, um, they say, "What's your name?" Jam, and I said. If my parents named me Jam, I'd have to kill them now, wouldn't I? Okay. <laughs> There's our son. Let's call him Jam. Yeah. No. Like. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, yeah. 
it's not a bad name. I mean, you stand out in the crowd. I, I, I was, they used to call me John, but then when I was in England, there's a, there's a John on every street corner, right? Right. And, and so we go, somebody would call across the office. They'd go, hello, John. Don't phone call for John, yeah, right? Yeah. And the half the fucking guys would stand up. <laughs> so Peter, Peter, and the other half would stand up, right? Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you bet. There's a, so, uh, yeah, Holland. I, mean, I, I, I did. lived in Holland for a while too. That was I, I, I you know, that's what kind of went back to Jan. Was I was saying because they said the Johns all the time. Right? I've been said John because so nobody in England's named Jan. Right. So you knew who they were talking. Right. To, right. 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 So Make would, you yeah. stood out a little yeah. bit. Yeah, because I was John when I left here. They all call me John, my family and whatnot, mm-hmm. friends. But then when I came back here, I was so used to Jan, I wasn't looking up when they said John anymore. Uh-huh. Right. So they started calling me. Jan. My mom always called me Jan anyway. Okay. Right? So your parents are Dutch? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah. Well, see, that's that was kind of a bonus back then. I was, they were landed immigrants when I was born. Uh, they were landed immigrants here for like 30 years. They were they were registered for the vote. They were voting. Mm-hmm. And they were still landed immigrants. They finally got their citizenship before they died. But um, because they were uh, still... Dutch citizens when I was born I was born with dual citizenship oh, okay so that means I go to Europe and cool. I could get an EEC passport which is what I did and right. I could work all over Europe I, I, I did paving stones in Greece for a while I just you know kind of moseyed around and it was uh, it was a pretty idyllic life it was a lot of fun I, I'd recommend it for for anybody I would you know you spend two years at a country man and you're going to learn things that you don't know you're learning at the time Totally. And you won't even know why you're learning them, but years later, years later, things will come up. Now, sometimes knowledge is a curse, you know, mm. but uh, uh, I'd rather know what I'm doing and not do anything about it than not know what's going on and not <laughs> being able to do anything about it, even if I wanted to. <laughs> At least I know what I'm not doing anything Jeez, about, so right? <laughs> and so in your uh, travels, was there a place where you like seriously considered kind of like stopping and just, I know you said you worked in, in uh, Netherlands for a while, but was there a place that you came to where you're like, I could make a life here. I could stay here forever. Or no, was it, you were always around. No, the no way. No way. Yeah. There, no, you know what, man? Western Canada, right? Western Canada, Western Canada. You got, you can't beat it. Right. Yeah. It's, mm. we got, we got, we got everything here, man. Mm. We, and we got, you know, we got some of the, we got the best looking girls. Right? <laughs> That's know? a big statement. Right. Oh, That's a huge statement. Yeah. Out of all of Europe. Ah, uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, right. Okay. It's not just so much, you know, uh, the looks, right. Okay. Like South African girls, right. You know, uh-huh. man, there's a lot of good looking South African girls, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know why that is, but they just really stand out as lots of, the good-looking girls there, but okay. um, so do the North Americans, and I think it's because of what the English diet, for one thing. Okay, you know, mm. if it's not fried and it's not bad for you, it's not on the menu, mm. right? You know, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking they're all stunted in growth, right? Yeah. Kind of, a little bit inbred. Their ears are kind of big, right? Sassy. I'm here, says, give me the dirty eyeball, right? <laughs> There's just not as many um, healthy, you know, with a nice skin tone and the, and the, and the, you know, okay. I mean, anything that's linked girls, to the diet girls around here have been eating corn and, you know, you know, high uh, veggies. Yeah. And you know, they've been, they've been eating Canadian beef. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Canadian beef. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think I just, you know, all around they're just, they're just healthier and in Germany, you know, they're, they're you know, Ulga, no, that's right. Uh, Ulga and Helga and, you know, <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, the, Brunhilda. You yeah. Know, so, so there's a lot of big women over there, right? And they're just <laughs> not as cheerful and nice, neither, right? Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the what country, and the, the country itself, you've got everything here. Like you said, I was yeah. tree planting, right? You know, I've been up way north up here. Around yeah. Here. Worked up north and been um, all over the. Uh, when was uh, your first tree planting season? When was oh man, season? I guess about. I'm gonna say it's like twenty. Five years ago, twenty-four wow. years. Yeah, twenty-four years ago, twenty-five years ago. Yeah, yeah. And did and, you? And, and it's amazing to see they're still saying paying the same price a tree. Uh, they are. Yeah, <laughs> hasn't inflated at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you said you're a rookie baller. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, I got rookie of the year there. Yeah. I uh, there was a guy that we were planting with a couple of guys. One guy was a professional planter from the coast. Okay. They plant all year round, right? Big baller. Uh, and they and they would carry like four trees in their bag at one time. Right, you're, um, you're planting big trees. Yeah, this is on the coast, but they do here. Okay, right, right, right. right. And uh, it's it's different. And they they plant all year round, and they stop during the summer, but they plant all winter. So they're planting right now. Right, right, right. right? And they plant um, uh, like four different trees. They'll carry it in their pouch, and they'll get like a buck a tree. Okay, okay. Right, and right. you know because you're looking for naturals, right? And there's mm-hmm. microsites, and it's you know, but those guys know how to plant. So a couple of them came out and worked with us, and you know the first two days out there. Uh, I was just busting my ass. I was like 80 bucks a day. I yeah. figured this out, right? Like, yep. what's, what's going on? So I went with one of these guys once and watched him. But I mean, the thing is, first they want you to learn how to plant before they'll take you with the, with you, yeah, with them. Because otherwise you're going to screw up the ground. And you know what I mean? They get a bad check and they're not going to get paid. Right. So uh, I was watching this guy and um, they just did exactly the same thing I was doing, except they just went faster. Yeah, that's all they did was they just turned up the speed, and I, there was no trick. No, nope. right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey man, get into it or get out of here. Yeah, yeah, right. And the one guy there, he was taking some sort. Of, he called them brain pills, right? But he had something wrong with his brain. He would talk to himself all day. Huh. Right? He was this Frenchman. He would take these pills, right? These brain pills, right? And the more pills he would take, but that guy could plant like four hundred bucks worth of trees <laughs> a day. If I planted, if I planted three hundred bucks worth. Yeah. Then some other guy sent me a plant like three hundred fifty bucks worth, and this big tall Frenchman is just lame. He would he would he would plant like fucking. Well, sorry, excuse me. He would plant. Like, you could swear you can do whatever he would, you want. He would plant like like over four hundred bucks a day. Yeah, yeah. And he was just a nut bar, right? <laughs> you know, he was just a nut, right? And then uh, you know, and then he ran out of pills. Uh-huh. And he come to a screeching halt. Really? Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, one day he goes out in the block and he. Climbs underneath of this tarp first thing in the morning, yeah. and he stayed under that tarp <laughs> all day, all day until he didn't move. I didn't see that guy move. Right? Wow! Yeah, I was like, is he alive? Yeah. You know. So they they came picks up at the end of the day, and uh, and the boss there, another French guy, he's 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 going up and down the line getting everybody's numbers because he's he's always pumped, he's always stressed. This guy, right? He's always like he's always yelling at everybody, right? Mm-hmm. What's wrong? You don't like tree planting? Hey, you don't like peanut butter on your sandwich? What's wrong with you? <laughs> They make some money. What are you here for? You go home to your mommies. You know, I remember we had this chick, man. She was in the snow on the hill down in Pincher Creek, and it was snowing out, man. Wow. And like every tree's got, oh, you can see along the side of the hill, it's got this dugout around it, right? Everybody's just soaked to the to the nuts, right? It's still coming down. It's like slush, right? Yeah. You know, and and you're on these, and it's winds whistling, and this girl's on her knees, man, in the slush in the snow. She's just beating. She's just bawling her Crying. eyes out, and tears are running down her face, and she's just crying and, and this guy standing right in front of me he's going what's wrong with you you don't like tree planting it's not for you you say hey 
Maybe not. <laughs> just, oh my god. He was he was something. He what was a something. Fucking savage. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, you know, he got cheese planted. But that was, I, was, I was rookie of the year that year and uh I, I did something wrong one time. I went for a chopper ride. Uh-huh. We jumped on a chopper. I went with Simon. We had to go back to fix a plot that that girl had done. That, uh, that same girl, because you know, Simon report. Simon came to her rescue, and they started doing the wild thing, right? And uh, so, 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 he's going to go fix his blockers because the checker's coming. The checker works for the government, and she's going to throw a shovel, and it's going to land. She's going to walk in a circle, and she wants to find so many good throw trees plots. in that circle, right? Yeah, yeah. And the dumb thing is, nine is perfect, but fourteen is also perfect, right? So why stick in nine when you can stick in fourteen, right? Because you can have five <laughs> bad ones, and you're still perfect because you still got nine good ones, right? <laughs> That's the way to plant trees. Plug that ground, man. Throw them in there. Just plug them Slab in. Slab them in. Yeah, you don't get to find too much for too many in the ground. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they don't like it when there's not enough, though. So, so, uh, so you got to, you know, she's got this big hole in the middle of her block. It's not even going to pass, right? So the chopper drops us off there with a couple of bags, bags of trees, and we go nuts for a few hours. And we just get it done before the checker comes through. She plants it, and it checks it. You know, everything's good. You know, it's 100% payment down the whole block. We fly back to the camp, and the guy just unloads on me. He says, what are you doing? Taking a free chopper ride? I says, I hate that fucking chopper, man. What do you mean a free ride? I hate that thing, right? You know what I do? You ever fly one of those? They suck, right? No, no, they, oh, they rattle. They're not, you, know, you don't like them? Oh, man, I don't know. Yeah, they, are they, why, just because you're like afraid they're going to crash? No, no, I'm not really afraid. They're just noisy, uh, and they're like, yeah, you know, right? Just annoying. Yeah, they're just annoying, right? Okay. You get me in every morning. And yeah. You got to go right up to the block and every night, right? You, yeah. You, you know, you, you kind of... You, you take the last one in the morning and leave, and then you take the. This was out in Alberta, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Most of the planting out there is with a chopper, or. No, no. They want you to make sure you're a good planter before they send you out in a chopper, right? right? You know, so they get, send you down to Pincher Creek, kind of vet us out there, because mm-hmm. you know it's you're never gonna you're gonna fly you know thirty people up in isolation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, your isolation way up there, right? you know, you, you don't you don't get out the whole for the duration. Wow. Uh, then you know you want to make sure that they can get along with each other and make sure that they're good planters. That's what the smart companies do, anyways. Were, right? you, were you doing this for the whole summer, or is it just yeah, a stint? Do it for four months. Four months. Right? Yeah. But I, I would do it for you know mostly afterwards. I would stop doing the second two months. I go do something else for the other two months. I just do the first two months. Okay. Because you can just make a ton of money because you work every day. Yeah. Right. Every day. You work every day, man. No, no off day. Well, just when we were traveling, right? We had wow. to get a day off once in a while, but I worked almost every day. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And your body held up. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. big injuries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They get, yeah, they get rid of the bad ones the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts, man. Yeah. That's yeah. N- I can't imagine. Like, I, we were doing three days on, one day off. No way. This summer. Um, yeah, that's most companies up wow. BC do that now. Wow. Uh, like, s- smaller companies will change up a little bit. I've heard like uh, five day on. A lot of the guys take take, take take the, the weekend off or one day off, right? Mm-hmm. You could do that here, but once they fly you up there and they're feeding you, there, you know what I mean, and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, you want to get it done, right? So, yeah. so you could take a day off if you want, mm-hmm. right? But like, okay, we worked seventeen days in a row, wow. and then they they had, took a day off, and that's when me and Simon went to go fix the hole. So wow. we would still do some work, right? You know, that's crazy. Right? Yeah. Well, and how long? So, how many seasons did you do? I think I did, I think I did like four, I think. Okay. Well, yeah. But, well, when I came back from the chopper trip, right, mm-hmm. Buddy's yelling at me and he's yelling at me, right? And I can see it coming. He's working himself up to it, right? Because I'm not being very sorry about it, right? Mm. And these other guys are kind of standing up for me saying, hey, man, I wouldn't have got it done if it wasn't for him, right? Like, he, he didn't ask to come along, you know? We want to come along. And, like, I, I, he's just being an idiot, right? He's just pissed off because... 
I went somewhere and didn't tell him, I guess. Right, right, right. right. So I knew it, man. It was so the people. angry Frenchman's your foreman? Or? Yeah, and I knew he was yeah. working his way up to it. He's, and, and, and so I stood up in the, in the table for it, and I, and I walked up to him, and I said, and I said, I said, wait a minute, stop, 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 stop. I said, hey, before you do this, I said, you know what? I said, I quit. Huh? Sayonara, fuckface, right? <laughs> <laughs> threw my shit up in the air and fucking started walking back to my head. You can't quit. You can't quit. I fired you. I fired you from pre planting. I fired you forever. I fuck you. Right? Just bent, right? Holy Just fucking bent, right? Out in the middle of the bush, nowhere. Yeah, I said, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> so I'm packing up my shit. I'm packing up my shit and uh, gonna get a chopper right out that night. I'll go work for somebody else, right? I don't care. And he comes up to me. Uh, he's, you know, he says, you're, you're kind of an asshole, you know, but uh, like, I kind of need you. I don't want you to let you go. And, uh, uh. you know, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I did bring this to happen. I said, yeah, you're trying to say sorry. I said, fuck off. It doesn't look good on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Keep being a prick. I like you better that way. Right. Don't get nice. <laughs> oh, oh, this man. guy was a piece of work. So he says, oh, do you want a job? And I says, yeah, OK, I'll have a job, man. So I, I got fired and hired. You got fired and hired. Back the same day. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, wow, and that so that but that was a small company, right? You said like 30 yeah, people. it was actually a really I was um, brewing. Reinforced. They're the coolest hats and stuff. They were, oh, yeah, they, they, <laughs> they were good, man. They were a good company to work for. You want to work for a mid-range company, mid-size, right? You know. You yeah, know, see, that's the thing. I worked for a you, large company. You had a like, hundred guys in your camp. Right? We had a hundred, yeah, yeah hundred guys. Yeah, yeah. And, so it's a little one, bit different. And one cook and one and one. Yeah, two, dude, two the kitchen cooks, man. Oh two my cooks god. And, two cooks in a bus, right? Yep. For a hundred people. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. You know what? Brutal. We had this chick. She comes out with us, right? We set up a tent for her, right? And we set up a water supply for her, and we dig her a meat locker, and we bring out a stove and. Uh, a bunch of others and like uh, it's just rough man out in the bush right on the grass and that woman would have fresh baked bread and chicken wow. king and t-bone steaks and salads and just Holy man, desserts man i don't know how that woman and she was a small thing and she was just like put out really man right Legit. really man i just ate like ate like a king like a, like a madman yeah, right? you know? yeah and then and then, and then you know i and then yeah, I'd have to stay up a little bit, right? Because if I go to bed too early, if I go to bed at like eight or nine o'clock or something, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I'm right. hungry. Right. <laughs> so, so I used to get up in the, sometime in the middle of the night and go down and get a big bowl filled with Rice Krispies and then a whole bunch of Nestle's quick chocolate uh -huh. sauce in there and a whole bunch of bananas in there, right? And eat a couple bowls of that, right? <laughs> yeah. I go back to bed and then I wake up in the morning and eat a big breakfast, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You can't eat enough when yeah. you're out there, man. You and literally then, cannot eat enough. And just a bag of oranges for lunch because lunch will slow you down when you're, when, right? Right. And, True that. And, yeah. and the yeah. vitamin C keeps the, the mosquitoes off here. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Northern Alberta. Wow, wow, that's so cool. I, yeah. yeah, before this conversation, I had no idea that uh, that you're a former planter. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I yeah. can see it. What, uh, what made you, like, what was the final season? Like, why was it your final season? Oh, uh, no real reason. I was just, you know. You are just done uh, with yeah, it. Yeah, I was just doing other things, right? You know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Just doing other things, right? What did I do then? I'm not exactly sure even. Um, uh you know what I um, I was running out of money mm -hmm. right? I was going to school right and uh, I pretty much I was pretty much tapped out right so I, I said to my I guess I gotta go to work for a year here make some money and, and get going so a, a buddy of mine what we were doing in the second half of the tree planting season mm -hmm. is he was back in Calgary before I was and he would deliver a whole bunch of flyers right okay. offering a, a low a low price for a spring cleanup of your property right 
Okay. And then when I got back, right, we'd get a truck. I have a truck. Right? We'd rent a whole bunch of equipment. And we'd go do spring cleanups on all these people's lawns, mm. right? And, you know, so much a price, right? We call it some snappy, like, students on the go or some horseshit like that, right? Right. You know, get you right? Very nice. And, you know, and you, you use a socioeconomic uh, map that was a breakdown of the city. Uh-huh. So, you know. Where the rich people you are. You know, yeah, you know, you know, and, well, you kind of got to balance that with, like, how big the places are and how messy they are, right? You kind of mm. want, so, you know. Right. Not too nice, right? Right, right. Just nice enough, right? So, um so then we would rent the equipment and we'd do a whole bunch of that, right? And then we always turn down lots of work. Everyone always offers us a, a contract for the year or do this or do that. And I could do a lot of this sort of stuff, right? You know, I, I knew what I was doing just from being around and, you know, picking things up. And yeah. uh, I said, hell, we can do this, right? So uh, that year, I didn't turn down any work. I snapped up every contract I could, mm-hmm. everything I could find, right? I, I took every bit of work I could. I went to the Alberta Opportunities Company and I got a loan for something like 1400 bucks. And I bought a beat up old 50 inch deck lawnmower. Uh, it's a walk behind Gravely, right? Mm-hmm. I actually got a good deal on it because those things are worth their weight in gold, but this one was just beat, okay. right? So I had to get it running, get it fixed up, cleaned up. It had an old tent trailer that they'd ripped the top off, but still had you know the, the sides on it and the stair, you know what I mean? And then they'd cut out the back of the, the metal, right? It's just with a set of old snips, and, and they had a gate that flopped down, and you could drive that, that lawnmower onto the wagon there, right? And it had a beat-up 79 Ford truck, right? I mean, it looked like a real hillbilly uncle. <laughs> it looks like there was something else, right? And I went out there, man, and I hit that pavement hard, man, and I... I got quote sheets made up and with my own logo on there and everything, right? Buddy at a print shop, and yeah, I pushed it hard, man. And I put out a lot of miles walking the payment, man. I got a couple of good ones, man. I got, I got, okay, I got the Travel Lodge hotels, right? I got a Husky truck stop on Barlow Trail, which everybody knows Husky Trail. I think the biggest flag in, in 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 the city for years. It was, you know, the most well known truck stop in the city, right? Mm-hmm. I got a couple of Royal Banks on the uh, in the industrial side there. Uh, I mean, those are names that people know. You became a mogul. Yeah, I mean, those are names that people know, right? Yeah. So, well, who do you do? You say, well, you know, I do, uh, you know, Buddy's Fried Chicken over there, and I do Flint Dink over there, right? You know, uh, who's that? You know, well, it's, you know, uh, Mom Pa Kettle, right? No, I do the Travel Lodge, man. I do, I, I, and I did Universal Ford, one of the big Ford dealerships out there, right? And they got really nice lawns, and um, so I, I, uh, I started getting more work than I could handle. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so expand so, the business. So I had to hire some people, right? You know, so uh, I was going to school, so I know a bunch of you know strong young college guys, right? Uh-huh. To hire them, right? And then uh, you know there was there was no there was no place uh, uh, there was no room on that crew for a big titted blonde girl. <laughs> okay. But somehow she got the job. Fancy that, right? Fancy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the next thing you know, good landscaper, eh? Really the good. Next thing you know, um, uh, Taylor's brother Dylan is on the Comes way. Along. Is on the way, <laughs> right? I'm hitched, and I got a house and a mortgage. Wow! And a minivan. Wow! And a landscaping business. Right. The whole nine. The whole nine, just like that, because yeah, that's what happens when you hire that. <laughs> the bucks of blood. Yeah, the <laughs> extra. <laughs> that employee. Wow. Mm. That's crazy. Well, enough said about that topic. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is yeah. interesting just the way that uh, 
you seem to be like a perfect example just the way life <laughs> just what not to do right no the way li- <laughs> but the way life takes over oh uh, yeah, yeah you don't really have control and yeah well that's true yeah that's something that i'm kind of uh like i say i'm kind of interfacing with now like i have i have a decent money amount of money from tree planting and i'm just kind of figuring out like i don't want to burn through it all immediately i want to invest in myself and i want to like start something and create something uh, and feed feed like my passions and I, I like i don't exactly know how to do that but i'm like making steps that i think will work out like that that to me seems like the only way to to go through this life because you don't like i never you never know like if from hearing your stories, you don't know how anything's going to actually turn out. No, you don't. And so you just have to pursue. No, you never do. No, you never you do. You never do. Yeah. So you just have to go out and try things. Well, that's kind of the fun part, too, though, isn't it? You know, like, um, you know, I I, uh, I got a good memory. I, I remember a lot of things. And one, of the, one of the reasons I, I'm actually maybe the kind of guy that you want to have in for a podcast that you're interested in because... I kind of figured a long time ago, when I was a young guy, that you don't you don't get to take it with you. Mm. You don't get to take the car. You don't get to take this. But you know, I thought, well, what what do if you could take something with you? Mm. What could it possibly be? Right. And the only thing that you could possibly take with you is your memory, mm. is your experience, is you know what you did, what you saw, mm-hmm. right? You know what you felt, mm. right? What you felt. Totally. Right? That's you know. Um, and you know you're not going to do that by not doing anything you know like i'm going to collect it so i i, I collect, tried to collect experiences yeah like other people would collect you know whatever stamps yeah right so you know what if if there was you know something gnarly looking going on over there right i went over there and i checked it out mm-hmm. right hey w- can we get up there i don't know let's find out <laughs> yeah, yeah, right yeah. You know, I got pictures from the from the tops of roller coasters uh, taken at midnight with a bunch of us sitting on the tracks. Oh you know, my the God. place is closed down. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it's, yeah, just you know, did all kinds of crazy shiznat when, <laughs> when we were younger. Um, I was gonna say, was there anything uh, where you were like, I, like, I don't want to say regret, but something where you were like, maybe that wasn't the best idea. Oh well. That goes right along with that advice that I was giving. Remember, I gave that little smidgen of advice yeah, about yeah. okay. This is one more piece of advice, mm-hmm. okay, that you might you might want to take to heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're traveling in a foreign country where the people are you know, a lot different than you are, mm-hmm. right? Um, don't get off the train until you're at the station. Don't get off the train until you're at the station. Don't get off the train until you're at the station. Okay. Because you might think you know where you're going. It might look like you know where you're going. Uh-huh. It might look like you're going the same place as the train. But once you get out of that train, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might have another thing coming. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I did that. I did that once. I just I just couldn't stand sitting on that train in the hot sun anywhere. We'd be sitting there for hours and hours and hours. And I watched this woman, and she was all dressed in black. You know, and she was an old woman and she's walking past the train and it's just like an old foreign movie. She's carrying a big bundle of sticks on her back. Mm-hmm. And what the hell does anybody want with this old woman and this bundle of sticks on her back? Well, mm. I mean, you got to be kidding me, right? Yeah, there's, a, yeah. there's this massive train with hundreds of people watching this little old lady mm. walk and she just disappeared into the distance in the heat. And I just said, 
the old lady can do it i can do it right mm. i jumped out with my knapsack on i started out across there it was a long way mm. and i lost the old lady shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i ended up in some pretty mean streets in zagreb in yugoslavia fuck yeah. zagreb is that's croatia now right um, yeah you know what i, I can't even remember it's been so long since i, I think so map, but yeah yeah wow yeah and uh boy you know things exploded in yugoslavia later you know, mm -hmm. I was reading about Dubrovnik, and mm. they they bombed Dubrovnik. I mean, have you ever been there? The place is a bunch of hotels, and a small little fishing village, and it's really really beautiful. And, and mm. they, you know, and they and they bombed it, but you could see the tension between these people on the train. Mm. They did not like each other. You know, I'm not, mm. not surprised that there was genocide. And it wasn't too long after, yeah. right? It was the same guys. It was the same soldiers that I saw on the train. Yeah, glaring at the Croats and the Serbs, and the, you know, glaring at each other. And you could it was it was in, you could feel it, right? When you when you left the train, where did you find yourself? Like when you were oh. out in Zagreb, what like what happened? Oh, okay. Well, I came in, you know, a bunch of old derelict warehouses, right? You know, uh -huh. creaking in the wind and flapping and banging, right? You know, it was pretty desolate, pretty yeah, ghost towns. And then uh, it kind of got into a, a residential area, but the residential area it looked like you know the sidewalks were just slabs of concrete that were like you know three quarters sunk in the ground at all different angles all over the place there was no road to speak of it was a big pothole there was like cars in front yards and stuff and there was no glass in any windows and mm. uh there's just curtains blown in the wind and as i was going down these streets you know i would see people move their heads back behind the windows like a zombie movie man it was really wow. it was really creepy and the yeah. wind and the wind was kicking up right and it came around one corner. There's actually a fire burning in the backyard. There was nobody standing at it, right? Huh. And 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 you know, uh, I just I just kind of uh, kept on walking. You just yeah, just the hair stand up on the back of your back of your neck mm. all of a sudden. And I turned around, man, and I just and I caught sight of two guys just disappearing behind the wall there, right? Mm. Okay, so what you do, man, at this stage is you lean down and you take off your cowboy boots and you stick them in your bag and you make no bones about it, man. You run, you run your the fucking fuck ass off now, right? Don't, wow. don't wait. Don't try to explain. Don't. Mm. You know what? If they're not bad people and they catch you, they're not going to kill you. Right. 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 But if they are bad. But if they are bad. And yeah, sure enough, man, you could all of a sudden, you could hear the howls. Like, Woo! And then you were whooping. Can I call guys ahead of you? And other guys come out the alleyway, man. And you just burn. Oh, my God. You just burn. Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. Run right out of there. Wow. Like a rabbit, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. See, and that's, you know, that's a little bit. From, you know, you get that from being around a little bit, you know, being streetwise, right? You know, because totally. I've seen the guys, I've seen the guys like, you know, oh, they say, oh, we'll just talk to them, right? No, don't, right? And no that, way. That way's misery. Absolutely. Just run your ass off, right? If there's no, right? It's a, it's a weird, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that's a weird thing. I think like you're really interface with a lot when you're traveling is mm -hmm. when, when, especially if you're put in, uh, so I, I took a year off before coming to university. And I mainly went to Asia, so I start. I stayed for about two and a half months in India, and I would like come across these situations not often, but just enough. And like you say, you get that feeling where your the hair stands up on the back of your neck, and you look around and you can just tell like something is wrong. Like you can just tell something is wrong. Like I did a few times. This one, a few times, like one time, I was just walking. I'd like to just kind of like just take it all in like especially an indian city is just chaos around me like i don't know what the fuck's going on i'm 18 19 yeah. like 
and I'm just kind of in shock. And anyways, go on my walk, and I get to this alleyway, and I'm like, seems kind of cool. Maybe there's a little shop down there. Maybe there's something I want to see. And I maybe make it like 10 meters down, not even like a few steps. And this guy turns to me and he says, like, don't go down there. <laughs> don't go down there. I was like, well, like, why? He just says, no, no, turn around. And I'm like, okay, this is a, this is a defining uh, moment. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this is when I turn yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, who the fuck knows? what would have happened if I didn't, right? Yeah. Like, whether it's like a, a, a mugging is waiting for me or whatever, but I got scammed plenty of times. Like I got yeah. scammed at least like fuck three times probably, but I never got, I was never in like absolute physical danger. I didn't feel like it was just. Well, if you're ever in Amsterdam and you're going to play the shell game with anybody. The shell, oh, where they have the little, like yeah. find the queen or whatever, yeah. find the find the yeah. rock. Any kind of game like that, and the streets, the bigger European cities, everybody, everybody playing is in on it too. Oh yeah, yeah. You're all the fleeced. players and the guy sitting there are all in on it together, right? Totally. And uh, if you manage to get your hands on your money, what they, you know, if you actually get your hands on it, you're not going to make it out of the street before mm -hmm. someone sticks a knife in you. Yeah, you're not going to get away with their money. Totally. You're not going to get away with your money unless you're with a big group mm. of Dutch commandos <laughs> who just happened to come down the street and rescue me as I was nose to nose, toe to toe with this guy screaming at him saying, you owe me 4,000 guilders and I want my money, you prick. Right? Yeah. That was real great. Oh, oh, you oh, got something going on that's, my, uh, that's my, that's my ringtone. <laughs> that's my ringtone. Yeah, you, you, can you dig these guys? Can you dig yeah, 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 yeah. so, hey, You're discovering yourself and everything else like that, but you're you're really you know, a lot of your a lot of your time and effort I and mean, your concern is trying to be cool, right? And, and what's being cool? Being cool is being what your friends and what everybody else thinks is cool, right? Right. I mean. You, Sometimes you look at old pictures and say, "Buddy, we ever look stupid." Yeah, but you look cool then, right? And that's all that counted was you cool then, right? Right. And you, you know you can't you can't operate on the premise that you're gonna look stupid ten years from now, totally. right? Well, go ahead and look stupid ten years from now. We're gonna look cool right now. <laughs> totally. So right, uh, and, and so you spend a lot of your time with peer pressure, and you know, mm. um, you know, can you date that chick? Is she good looking enough? You know what I mean? Mm. Whether you like her or not, right? I, you know, I dated whoever I I, I liked, right? You mm. know. I remember I had a girlfriend like that, and my dad says, "You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was Dutchman, eh? Was like, you know, you know, young." He says, "It's, it's good to see that uh, uh, you don't just chase after the pretty girls; you go after some of the ugly ones too." <laughs> I was like, "What the, what the hell are you what saying? The fuck, like, this was my dad. My girlfriend's ugly. Is that what you're trying yeah. to say? You know, <laughs> wow. whoa, she's not much in the least. She's a nice girl, but not much in the looks department." I said, "Jeez, jeez, <laughs> I thought she was cute." Yeah, but uh, but anyways, I um. I was doing this job. I was building these retaining walls. I was 17, right? Mm -hmm. I learned how to build some retaining walls the year before. And so this guy was letting me build some on my own. But I had some guys coming up there to meet me. But I was there a little bit early, right? Mm -hmm. it, was, it was my first time I had my, my own job, my own contract. I was 17, right? Not bad, right? Well, yeah, yeah. right? I was going to make some good money off it. And I had some s supplies with me there, right? And I was feeling pretty good about it. I got up really early. And I got up outside of Calgary, up in the hills there. And I was up there... Uh, sitting on the hood of my truck with a coffee and a smoke watching the sun come my old beat up old ford right you know and uh hmm. you know it struck me that at that moment 
life was perfect almost you know it was, it was perfect it was the perfect moment mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and and i thought you know why is it perfect right it's because you know i got i have everything i want i have everything i need mm-hmm. right i'm perfectly content with what's happened in the past and i'm perfectly happy about what i see happening tomorrow right and uh, mm-hmm. right now i've got you know it's it's all good right this is a perfect moment right nice and i said you know every moment every moment can be a perfect moment mm. right i mean that mosquito bite you in the forehead right when you're underneath your car with that wrench trying to get that nut off right and it's, <laughs> and it's biting in the forehead right so you know what it's funny man it's the perfect mosquito bite in the ha- forehead at that moment right you got everything you need brother right <laughs> right to curse mosquitoes better than any man has ever cursed anything on god's earth uh. right i'm gonna curse these mosquitoes you you know and it's the perfect moment to, to let blow with that right and every moment is a perfect moment every mm. time you're anywhere that, that all we really have is time mm. right because everything else slips away mm-hmm. all you have is time and all you have is what's in your head right right everything else is an illusion right and mm. so what's in your head is an illusion that's real everything else is transitory mm-hmm. right you know right right that's something that stays with you that's cool. I, and I, I had like that, that. I had that when I was 17, right? You know? That's a powerful, powerful realization to have, I feel like, at 17. Yeah. At 17, I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess I, I was, I'm always been like a pretty, uh, I don't know, introspective person, I guess. Like, a, I feel like I, especially coming back from like, definitely the traveling sort of like advanced my, like, maturity or my like self-growth i think so when i came to university it was kind of this weird time because i was surrounded by people who were like they were my age but it felt like mentally they were oh yeah not my age you know yeah, yeah for sure. so i've had to it, it took a while for me to like and then i had this like weird bullshit sense of superiority because i'd like oh i've traveled i've seen things these people haven't have seen and like uh, that's all like this trick that your mind plays right your ego is just trying to like could justify why you're not fitting into this particular group of people. You mean it's not true? I oh. mean, uh, <laughs> I, I, what I, I know that it, it was okay. definitely just an ego inflation just because like there were people that I could have connected with, right? There were people that had had similar experiences to me, had crazier experiences than I had, um, but I was just like kind of complacent and I was just like, well, maybe, you know, these people aren't my people or whatever, but um, just, yeah, I, I've, been, I've been also like, well, when you're when you're when you're when you're in traveling mode though, and you come and you come to people who are, who are grounded, there is a kind of a, a certain adjustment period there. Totally, right? because totally. you 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 see everything. I don't know, different, right? You, yeah, the whole social scene suddenly becomes, mm. which totally doesn't exist for you when you're traveling anywhere, right? Yeah. I mean, you are the social scene, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah the clicks, the yeah. just the drama or the all the bullshit that comes with yeah like maintaining social relationships right it's like yeah yeah you're getting yeah that's why traveling does lend you this really like particular lens right like it's like you're you're kind of like this outsider looking in on all of this this stuff going on around you i was i was pretty lucky too i i kind of ran into the the right people the right time i guess what i was doing is i was i was hitchhiking hip-hopping across Europe on the trains and I would 
it's, I would sleep on the, in the luggage racks, right? Mm. So these are the cheap seats, right? I mean, you, you can't always find a berth or whatnot. They, they go all night. Some of them don't even have a berth, right? right. They just, you know, um, seats everywhere. And they, they pack them full. So you're out in the hallways. You're everywhere, right? Mm. So I, I would get onto a train, and I'd throw my bag up top there and my cowboy boots on, and I'd whoosh, wing myself up and pull myself up in a luggage rack in, in the hallway, right? Mm -hmm. And I'd be asleep in a few minutes, right? And then the next day, the morning, I, I would jump down and I this train would stop somewhere and I'd look out the window. Uh, I'd look around and I'd say, nah, not here. And I'd go back up and the train would take off. We'd go for another <laughs> 20 minutes or half an hour and it'd stop again. I'd jump out. I'd look out the door and I'd say, yeah, okay. And I'd jump out there. Hmm. And I'd spend the day there. Wow. And, around. and then that night I'd jump on another train, head in a different direction. Maybe go back the way I came and get another spot. You know, I just zigzag everywhere. So, wow. So I ran into a couple of girls. You're always running into a couple of girls someplace. You're always, you're always, <laughs> are, right? you're always are. But uh, these ones, they stopped me dead on my tracks for a while there. And there are a couple of uh, archaeology students from the University of London, right? Okay. Uh, the one go, the Some one English goes, girls. Yeah, so they worked on a degree. And, um, and one of their professors uh, at that time was the, one of the t top Egyptologists in the world, in, well, in, in England, which made him, you know, basically one of the top Egyptologists in, in the world. And he knew some of the other top archaeologists out there that were actually working in the field. And he knew this guy that had, had a big find in, in Greece. And, uh, you know, they at that time they had, I think, two or three different locations for what they thought was the, you know, what they, the Olympus, right? I mean, we know that Olympus was a, a mythical place, but we also believe that they had, you know, a temple complex, a, as somewhere here on earth that represented it you know and, and but they weren't sure where it was right mm -hmm. well this guy figured he had found it and i just run into these two girls wow so we go down there and uh yeah man he, he's just harboring a pig and shit because like really nobody really knows about this that much yet right there's no tourists or anything else like that mm -hmm. and i got a i got a, a guided tour by the head archaeologist that found, uh, if you ever go to Greece today, they got the, the whole place there. The, there's a museum sitting there right now, right? Right smack on top of it, right? And wow. they, they have those big ceramics in the floor. They're as big as your room here, twice as big. They're three, five times as big. They're as big as a huge ceramics, right? You know, uh -huh. intricate pictures, and they got glass over top of them in the museum. You walk over top of them. But when I was there, there was nothing there but a bunch of sheep across the way. Huh. Some kids swimming in a creek. And me, these two chicks, and this archaeologist, and he spent about four or five hours walking us around the whole site. And you know, something about English people—they're so polite. They're so polite, very right? Polite. You know, they're very polite, and they, they think it's rude to ask questions. Man, I'm right all over this guy. So what's this, man? What's that? And he's eating it up, right? He's saying, "Oh yeah, well come on and see this." And he's taking, and we we're ripping all over the place. Went from one end of that thing to the other, right? And now today, I, I found out that yeah, that it was a a major, a major archaeological find at the time, and there's a big museum there right now, and it's a huge tourist really area, whatnot. Yeah, and you, yeah, and, and you got that inside. Yeah, uh, I got that inside tour, but the, the two inside girls, tour. Right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and later on, later on, actually, uh, I uh, I came back to England, and I hooked up with that chick, mm -hmm. right. And I ended up living with her for, for uh, quite some time there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, the way life works. Yeah. Did you have any, like, yeah. The thing is that I, 
I've brushed up a few times against in life is the just like the sheer unpredictability, like the absolute, like whenever times of you know, I don't know if I if you lose someone close or just some something like completely chaotic happens to you, is that is that ever something you kind of like can get used to or does it rock you every single time? You see what I mean? Like does that ever get easier? No, not really, man. It rocks not you. Really. It rocks you every time. Yeah, it rocks you every time. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm up in my fifties up here. Yeah, and I still feel exactly the same about a lot of things. Uh, I, well, I, I see them differently because you know more, but I still feel the same way about a lot of things mm-hmm. as I ever did. So when you see somebody uh, a lot bigger, you know beating up on somebody a lot smaller mm-hmm. right you know what i mean mm-hmm. and okay now the guy's down you know or or the kid is down or whatever and and they're unconscious and you're still beating them in the face right mm-hmm. yeah you, know, you know i'm gonna step in yeah i don't feel any different yeah. i'm still gonna you know what i mean yeah i'm still gonna you know like yeah i, I you know the temper mm-hmm. the lust mm-hmm. the <laughs> the desire for life and i don't know whatever it is the mm-hmm. spark the the but it doesn't really make a, a, I think maybe when that happens that's when you start to get dull right I don't know mm. I still get just as fired up as I ever used to right yeah um, but having convictions like that seems yeah that seems important like yeah. having like having to know where the line is right that you're willing to draw like when you're willing to step in and yeah you know and change. that and I think that just kind of you know we you're watching it and you kind of have like a barometer inside you, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, and when the mercury hits that point, right, right, right yeah, yeah, you go, right? Yeah. You, you don't really think about it, right? But yeah, I'm still going mm-hmm. pretty much the same way I ever <laughs> 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 oh, That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I don't have, yeah, too many conversations with people that, like, most of my conversations are people who are like 20, 23. So I'm like in this kind of you're in a bubble, right? Like whatever, whatever media, whatever people you're taking in, you're, that's your information. So like I got my parents that are like an older influence, obviously, but it's always, I think it's just like super valuable to like talk to people who have gone through shit already. And then it's just, you know, like it, it feels like it's not impossible or it's not, uh, <laughs> just makes life more, make a little bit more sense, I guess. You know, it, you know what helps me make sense in my life, right? Is uh, it's got to be you know my kids, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the of continuity. Yeah, you know, my yeah. kids are not n- nothing like me. Mm. Thank goodness, right? Mm. But I still see myself yeah. there. I see that influence there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, like I told I told you know I told Taylor a long time ago when she was a little girl. I said you know. I, uh, we lived in Edson, Alberta, right? Oil town, right? But you know the divorce rate in Edson is higher than the national average, I'm sure, right? And it's it's uh, half the people you know. I think sixty percent of the people get a divorce. Wow. It's, it's fully young families because it's the oil patch and it's you know lots mm. of disposable income, right? Lots of money, right? Right. And you know it's uh, a town of eight and a half thousand people, another eight thousand people surrounding it. But there's about five or six thousand hotel rooms. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh yeah, man. But they were building a hotel in the parking lot of another hotel. They were putting up the sheeting on the side. It was April. That's it was insane. booked. It was booked at January till January already. 
And they were still putting this, the, the, the sheeting on the side of it in April, right? Just hammer them up, right? And, and that, you know, so there are thousands of guys in the bars and stuff like that. And, and you know, um, a lot of wives that, say, you know, with the husbands off working, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, it's a nasty. That's wild. Oil. Were patch, you working yeah, in the no. oil fields? Oh yeah, I was in the patch for years. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! How long did yeah. you do that for? Uh, I have to say, if you put it all together, about ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm a good patch hand. I can run a lot of special trucks and stuff. Oh. So the thing is, I started out on a rig. Okay. on an oil rig on a service rig right and then when you work on a service rig it's kind of like the gold star of the oil patch right uh -huh. you're the you're the on a ship you're saying no no, no on a Sorry. rig on what's a rig, rig? It's, what's it's, a rig. It's, a, it's a oh it's, it's a thing that's rig. in the oil no no it's an oil rig is you know where they drill for oil yeah yeah, yeah it's the, like the, a platform the, and everything. the big derrick okay the big right yeah yeah okay yeah. so a drilling rig they they drill the hole and they drill right past the formation and they keep on going and then they plug it off with, with pipe and they leave and it's not flowing it ain't doing nothing okay then a service rig comes on there and we hook on right ah. and we change everything out we change the pipe out oh. we blow holes into the formation we do acid jobs we do fracks we do all kinds Holy of stuff shit. Down there, right? we get it ready yeah for and we get the thing going and we get our production right so mm. when you're in a service rig you know what's going on down hole up hole the pipelines, everything, right? Totally. You know, so it, it's a really good. So after I got off of the off of the, the the rigs there, I could pretty much get a job anywhere, right? Wow. And then uh, I worked for Warehouser for ten years, union job, right? Started out pushing a broom and ended up in the control room, right? Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, that Damn. Was, so you've that, been that, in that, and out. That, like, that was, you that know was every. Cool. That's, that's cool, cool, man. That's a crazy. Uh, Oil production seems something like I don't know. We use oil every day, and it'd be just it'd be like knowing where your meat comes from, right? Like <laughs> seeing that kind no. of thing. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple, right? Um, you know, drill a big hole into the ground, and well, think of uh, think of like um, you know, you got a, you got a pillow that's got layers of foam in it, lots of layers of foam in a big pillow. Okay, and you're standing on the pillow, right? Okay, you know, and uh, so now. You want to drill into one of those layers, right? Because the oil bearing formation is rock. It, right. It's rock. It's not a big cavern, right? It's rock, and it's like rock with zillions and millions of tiny little bubbles. Okay. In the rock, they're all interconnected, right? Huh. And that's like that foam, that spongy foam, right? So you want to miss a bunch of those layers and get into one of those form one of the formations, right? Uh huh. Now here's where things are getting really funky these days. What they used to do is they'll drill right past the formation, so it's like putting a straw. You know, through the lid of the cup, right? It goes in one end, out the other, right through mm -hmm. the pass, right? And it's a solid straw. Yeah. Right? What we do is we lower explosives right to the lip of the straw and we blow holes into the side of the pipe into the oil formation. Holy cow. So now the oil can flow into the pipe that we just blew apart with our with our with our guns. Wow. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you stick a gun down there that are like a long tubes, like pencils that go inside the tubing. And we get to a certain height, right? We fire them off uh, remotely, and mm -hmm. right, and then and then and then we'll and then we'll hook on. And we'll get a truck in there, like my truck or something like that, and I'll pump acid down there, and I'll wash it with acid, right? Right. And then uh, okay, now, here's what they're doing differently these days, right? That's how they used to do it. And you get one zone, you get one well, one hole, and you're getting about, you know, you're lucky if you got a thousand pounds psi pressure on on that wellhead, you did really good. That's insane. Yeah, you a did thousand really psi. Yeah, you did really good, right? I've seen it like seventy. Okay, so, so now what they do now is directional drilling, right? So when they hit that layer of foam, right? Yeah. They can turn that drill right on the on, on a on a make sure sorry, dude. Make sure like speak. They can turn that You'll drill. You'll hear it in your microphone. Oh, yeah. You they see can, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, man. No, it's okay. Uh, they can turn that drill right 
on to a 90. Yeah. And they can follow that formation as it goes along. And all of a sudden it dips at an incline, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whatever, 30 degrees or whatnot. They can turn it down that incline. They can follow it, right? right. And they're going to drill and they're going to follow this zone. And it goes through mountains and hills and whatnot. Yeah. They can follow it for quite a ways, right? And, and, and they get into all these little spots, but never used to be profitable to build a well because you'd have to build a well at every single one of these little spots right, right right so so now they're all you know and then they what they do is the pipe has gates on it right mm-hmm. so we start pumping fluid down the pipe all the gates are closed except for the last gate it's open mm-hmm. and we're pumping the co2 down the line at you build really up high pressure. pressure and it's way down there man and there's situations where i've been on location and gps says that they've raised the location an inch because of the power of the frack, because you're fracturing the rock down below with the pressure, right? And you got like, you know, I've seen like, you know, 30, this is literally 30, fracking. Yeah, 30, this 40, you get a $5 million yeah. frack, you got 30 or 40 semis on a location, man, pulled in by Whoa. massive tractors because the ruts are higher than your crotch from the mud, right? I'm not kidding, man. It's insane. Wow. And I've seen things that are like as big as any four houses on this block that walk that big they got i-beams that are 14 feet high holy like five fuck. feet thick and the i-beams actually are, are walking beams and that massive sucker will walk that's insane yeah and it's you know like uh, yeah it's insane dude it's seeing huge. that and level of like, machinery like, like you know you can have 400 people on the platform up there that's how big it is right and, and the whole thing and the thing walks but anyways uh when they do that frack they okay now now that zone is good, right? So now they send down this ceramic ball, right? And the ball goes down the pipe and it gets blown down there as well, right? And what it does is the, the way it's made is it, it's going to hit the second last gate and it's going to open it. Blast it. And then it's going to blast. It's going to blast right on past it and it's going to plug up the one at the end. Mm. Right? And now all the fluid's going in the second aperture, mm. right? And it's going to frack that one. Wow. And then we send down another ball and it misses all the other ones. It hits it and you're right. Uh, closes that one and opens up the other one and boom. And so they frack nine zones and you end up with an oil rig that has nine or 10,000 PSI at the wellhead. Jesus. Wow. That changes your job it's from 70 pounds to 10,000. Gushing out. Yeah. I've seen is it a hourly wage or is it a piecework? No. Uh, well, no, it's... Hourly. It's hourly wage, but yeah. I mean, like, um, but insanely high, right? Well, it depends what you're doing, right? Okay. Insanely high, yeah. It's 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 prorated though, so it's like, um, I I uh, uh, I don't know if I should even tell this story. I had a bad, I had a really bad rollover, uh, in a truck. One oh time, really? Right? Yeah, I've had one bad accident my whole life, pretty much. Fuck. And uh, yeah, I was dude. I, bad car accident, so had, scary, had, man. Had, had booked 105 hours in five days. Mm-hmm. There's only 120 hours in five days. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my first, my first, my first run was 33 hours straight. Oh my! Up on a frack, right? Yeah, I was up there for 33 hours straight, right? That's fucked. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, and and they shouldn't have had me. They shouldn't have me. I no, I didn't actually work 105 hours. That's what I had on paper. I probably worked more like 90 hours. Okay. But still, that's still shit. That's insane, right? That's insane. And I was going out for one more job. It was 5:30 at night. Right, and I come ripping around a corner. I was on a, I was, a, I was in a big, I was in a big truck. It's like a, yeah, it's like a, it's like a eight ton. So it's got the big tires, eight right? Ton. Yeah, and it's a four wheel drive still with a big diesel, right? You know, with a Jake brake and a bam, right? But it's, that thing could rip, right? That thing could rip, right? 
and it was a so you know it's bigger than this room right oh yeah and I'm, I'm flying up the north road and i was speeding i was going like 110k and i pulled it hard around this corner and i pulled it hard around this corner right and uh all of a sudden it was this big bang right i'm going whoa what the hell right and i thought i'm okay right you know the sun suddenly hits your eyes at that point too in the afternoon right and and but it was a big and the truck shuddered but i thought uh, I'm okay. Whatever that was, right? You know what I mean? Um, and also the next thing you know, man, that she flips around and oh. I'm looking at the dotted line coming underneath the passenger door, right? I'm just right sideways on Holy the road. I just, I just went, whew, right sideways. And I'm looking out that way and I'm thinking, all right, and I start to turn, you know, uh, which would be to my left, right? Uh. Thinking, and I thought to myself, man, if I can pull the 180, on 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 the eight ton on on North Road going 110k and keep her on the pavement. Well, I'm the only guy I know who's done that before, right? I mean, that is not no nobody does that, right? And I was just thinking that man, and the tires grabbed and just flipped me right upside down, and I landed on my lid. Uh, I wasn't wearing a seatbelt probably the oh one one day the one day out of five of the year that I don't wear one. The first thing I hit the ground was my back when I hit the pavement through the busted window. Right, and then uh, I almost went out the window then, but I got scooped up back into the truck. I went flying around in there, and uh, I smashed my head against the dash really hard. Right, it was a really bad one, and then I got knocked around into some more. And then uh, the back, my back of my head got snapped around, and I took out the window, the back oh window behind God. us. Right? And then I got banged around in there some more, and. I saw the, the steering wheel had already been ripped off and the steering column was sticking out at an odd angle and I kind of got whipped around in my head at that steel steering column oh. with a dong and I saw the Jesus. first I had a yellow flash, a blue flash, and a red flash. And the red flash was the last one. I was out, right? Oh my God. And then I couldn't stay conscious. Uh, I kept passing out and, and coming to. And uh, when, I, when, when I first heard a noise out, outside, I was kind of... Uh, hallucinate another space i thought i was a russian point over the point whatever right whatever i'm a russian That's right? the idea. <laughs> I, I didn't want to get captured by the americans but anyways oh my I, god really so i gotta get out of here right you, you I, thought you yeah, I, you actually yeah I, I, I honestly thought that i was a Whoa. russian cosmonaut that had uh, crashed, on cosmonaut? The si yeah, it's crashed on the cellular <laughs> station i had it all in my head I cried. I know it's weird. Bro, that's nuts. I, what it if is you nuts. were though? It is, well, you know what? You know what? I was thinking, and I passed out yeah. when I was thinking that, right? And then when I woke up the second time, I said to myself, you know, ah, maybe those Americans aren't so bad, man. I got to get out of here anyway, right? <laughs> so I started climbing for the only open space that I could see, and it was about as big as my body. The whole rest of the cab had been squashed flat right against the against the, the back seat and the dash. There was, there was no room in there at all. I, I couldn't even lay down. I was, when I woke up, I was actually pinned against the wall standing. Uh, but I climbed out of there. Holy. I jumped fuck. out of the ground and uh, I just couldn't stay conscious. You must have taken so much brain damage. Though. I just, yeah, I kept passing out. I kept passing out. I kept passing yeah. out. I kept passing out. And man, you know, one time, once or twice, man, somebody stuck a needle in my arm, right? And then it was like, yeah, okay, I'm awake, right? Uh -huh. And bodies were flying, man, right? Because I don't know what they stick in your arm. Right, right, But right. suddenly you're you awake and you're getting off that table right now, man. And you just start throwing shit out of your way. 
right? Yeah. Holy yeah, fuck. I think they're giving you adrenaline or something, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, right. definitely. Maybe, maybe they restart your heart. I don't know what the hell is going on, really. They definitely. I know there was a lot of people running around they, me, man. They give you uh, norepinephrine yeah. or epinephrine. But, and I kept telling them, I'm fine. Every yeah. time I was conscious, I would say, I'm fine. Well, after I would calm down, but same when they give me that needle, right? Right. But I would come too, and then, you know, and. and uh, but you're in the hospital. Yeah. The, the, How the, long did the, you have Ed, to stay? No, they brought me to Edmonton, right? Uh-huh. They me, this happened, you know, two hours drive away from Edmonton, right? And uh, uh, they they took me to the hospital there, and um, they put me in the big donut. And the guy says, you know, the surgeon, the guy says, you know, he says it's amazing. You're okay. You're you got your brain scrambled up. You got a major concussion. You can expect dizziness, spots, this, that, blah, blah, blah. And he goes through the whole list, right? Uh, you might uh, disorientation, uh, memory loss. Uh, a list of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. A list of stuff, and I got all that. Okay, yeah, great, right? Am I allowed to sleep on the way home? I said, yeah. So they took me back to Edson that night. When they, I woke up in a hospital bed, and I'm looking around. I'm going, where the hell am I? Whoa. What the hell's going on, right? You know, memory loss. Boy, I'll say. Holy. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had a, I had a really, I had a really hard, I had a really hard year and a half after that. I can oh, t- I, I can, can imagine. I can tell you why, right? Because because, uh, you know, my kids, Dylan and Taylor, had actually just moved away. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the first time I was separated from my life, and I was separated for a period of, like, two years. But I saw them in between. I saw them in between, yeah. right? But uh, it was a technicality, and I had had full custody uh, uh-huh. the whole time. Holy I, I had I had them full time, and I let her, you know, have them whenever she wanted. But I, I had custody of the kids. Right? Yeah, yeah. And While you were brain damaged. No, no, no. This was earlier, right? Okay. This is okay. just before. And, uh... Yeah, was, there was some technicality, something, and she got custody, uh-huh. and then, and then she's gonna move into Sylvan Lake, and yada yada yada, right? And I told him, I said, well, you know, maybe she gets to know your mom for a while. You know, you, you know your dad pretty good. Uh-huh. I'll be along in a while. You know, go with her. There's no school is starting in two weeks. She had him enrolled. You know, it's kind of a dirty trick she played, mm. but uh, it was what it was, right? Mm. But anyways, my kids, I hadn't seen them for a couple of months, mm. right? And uh, you know, and, and then uh, hit, hit, hit myself in the head, so I, I lost my kids, right? Fuck. Uh, you know, uh, I had to sell the house that year and pay her out, right? So I lost my house, I lost my kids, right? Uh, you know, I lost a big chunk of my memory there, right? Oh my Not long God. afterwards, uh, my boss laid me off, and it was deemed a no-fault accident. Right, single single driver, no fault accident, very rare. It's always the guy's fault, right? He did something fucking wrong. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't crash, uh-huh. right? So it's always a ticket laid. There's no ticket. There's no charge. They, what had happened? But, well, there was a there was somebody had ripped out a big chunk of asphalt right out of the oh. the side of the road there because that part saw asphalt right right on the corner, and it's dark because the sun is there. It's just what like a, it I... looks like a dark hole, but oh. it looks like it, it's just you know what I mean when you're ripping along at 110 k. And I put and there was no flagging on it, no nothing, and it just ripped one of my dualies right off, man. <sighs> right, but I rolled that truck like five times. Holy right? fuck! Yeah. Oh man, you should have seen that road. You should have seen that truck. That I mean, truck, I, you know, because because at seven o'clock the next morning, I opened up my eyes in the hospital, and you know what? I sold my house to pay out my wife. I got to move house. I got four days to move house. I don't have to hang around here. So, I got up. The the nurse the nurse says, "Oh, oh my!" She says, "You're up. You're up." And I says, "Yeah, yeah, I'm up. I'm up." And uh, I said, "Why?" I said, what's that over there, right? And I see my, part of my jacket. I had this really nice snowboard jacket. They, they cut it all out, 
they just uh, had the pocket left, right? Yeah. So I go in the pocket, and there's a phone number and a $20 bill in a plastic bag, right? So I call the phone number, right? There's no answer. Well, I know where I live, right? And there's a pair of black dress shoes there. Why are my black dress shoes there? I don't know why my black dress shoes there, right? But I put my black dress sh shoes on. Oh, the, the woman, she says, oh, 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 can, 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 I, can I get you something, dear? Can I get you something, dear? I say, yeah, I, I kill somebody for a cup of coffee, I said. Right? Yeah. So she, oh, what would you like in it? She says, oh. and she runs off to get a coffee, and I'm, I'm lacing up my shoes, eh? And uh, she comes back with the coffee, and she hands me the coffee. I'm standing there in a hospital smock, right, with your ass hanging in the wind, right? No hat on my bald head, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Wearing a pair of black dress shoes, right? And I grab this coffee, and I swell it back, and I say, thanks, right? And I start walking for the door, and she says, oh, where are you going? And I says, well, I've got things to do. I'm not hanging around here, I said. And I walked right out of that hospital, man. Wow. I walked right out of there, and I walked up the street. And I remember walking up, right, and I'm carrying this. In your gown. I'm in, in my hospital gown, my ass hanging out, wearing a pair of black dress <laughs> shoes, right? You know, wearing a hat all winter, right? You know, and, uh, and it's springtime, right? And I've got this this piece of fabric in my hand that looks suspicious like a piece of coat with a pocket that zips shut, right? And I'm walking to my place, right? And uh, I, you know, it, kids are going to school in the morning and stuff. Their parents are going to school and they're all looking at me. Oh I'm, walking, my I'm walking right through the town, right? I don't give a shit, right? Get to my place, right? All my furniture's almost all packed up and gone already and stuff like that. Most of it's already gone. I was, I was in the process of moving, oh. right? And uh, there was hardly anyone around the house, right? And so I, I, I go downstairs to my bedroom. I left my bedroom furniture. I had a bedroom in the basement. I made an extra master bedroom in the basement. I had a huge house, right? I had it finished up downstairs, uh -huh. uh, a double lot, right? You know, uh -huh. uh, triple garage. But it was great. I had, a, I had a rental property across the way. Oh, yeah, you know, I was a good, good husband and father, working mm -hmm. provider, whatever, right? You know, hey, man, I... I towed the line mo mm -hmm. mostly, right? Yeah. Worked my ass off. But anyways, um, <laughs> I go downstairs and uh, I look at my bedroom, right? And there's this chick laying in there, right? This chick on Omega, right? I was kind of partying my ass off at that point. Well, the kid's been gone for like three months, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? You know? Right? Right? You know? You know, got a bunch of party girls over there. And they're all helping me move, of course, right? And I'm giving them all kinds of stuff, right? So, uh, Anyways, I, I, I <laughs> gave it a book. But anyways, here's my clothes, right? <laughs> right, my wallet, my keys, my right? Watch? I yeah. got you know, I, <laughs> I got all my shit there. So you know, without even thinking, I I, I throw clothes on and everything, and I uh, got the keys to my truck. My truck was in the driveway, right? Right on, you know, you got all my shit there, right? Oh, I didn't have my wallet. That's true, I didn't have my wallet, and I didn't have my phone. So uh, so then uh, I'm about to leave, right? And all of a sudden I stop. Whoa, 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 what am I doing? That is Megan, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So I walked over there and I threw back the covers, right? And yeah, she was in my bed and she was naked. Oh, and it comes the jacket off as a boots spray. All right, Megan, move over. <laughs> move over. You're back? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't like we were dating either, right? This was a surprise, which is a pleasant surprise. It was a surprise, yeah. yeah. It was a pleasant surprise. So uh, you I, needed you know, that, yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I went. So you know, I went. I went back to the um, uh, to the tow truck place first, right? I figured they might have it there, right? And uh, the guy shows me the video of them lifting the, the car up. There must be about five hundred cars lined up behind it because it's the only way to get out of the the the, the oil fields from Edson. The one whole area, they all come down this one road. They all join up together like a big tree, like thousands of dirt roads. Uh -huh. They all come on that one paved road. There's five. There's car trucks as long as the eye can see, man. It took them hours to get that thing 
you should have seen the road, man. It was just like chewed from here to there, man. Just chewed, right? And uh, there was a cop there, right? You know, and um, I'm dicking around in in the in in the, in the ditch looking for stuff, and I find my wallet right on the side of the road. Holy well, can you believe that? There's my fucking wallet. That's I, I can't believe it. Right there on the side of the road, on the pavement, right? So then this cop comes up and he says, hey, uh, hey buddy, uh, hey, hey, buddy, what are you doing here? Hey, what are you doing here, right? I said, oh, I, said, I, was, I was driving this truck here last night and uh, yeah, I just found my wallet here. He goes, what? He says, you were the guy driving that truck? He says, you're kidding. He says, you were driving that truck? He says, look at you. He says, there's nothing fucking wrong with you. I said, no, there's nothing wrong with me, man. Right, but there was something wrong with that. My bell had been rung really hard. Your bell had been rung, and things were ringing, right? And uh, it's like the light was all brighter, and I don't know. I was kind of perkier. In a way, right? <laughs> I was kind of like I just feeling like you know, like whatever, like a, a new robin in spring. I was jumping all over looking wow. for worms, right? I was wired for sound. It was really kind of weird, right? And I was really aware of this cop and his nose hairs and everything. It was just really fucking weird, right? You were like almost tripping. shit stayed that way for a long time. Really? Yeah. That sounds almost like. Almost psychedelic, kind of. Yeah, it was kind of weird. In a yeah. way, you know, like a, just a hyper-vivid consciousness. That's yeah. what weird. Uh, you know I what? can't imagine, man. I mean... I ate eight grams of mushrooms one time. That was quite the psychedelic experience. Eight grams? Yeah. Eight or ten. I'm not sure. Jesus Christ. Eight or ten. <laughs> that was psychedelic. That's a lot of psychedelic. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know I was eating that many mushrooms. Oh, you didn't know? No. Bro, wait. Well, you're eating I, dried mushrooms, Once right? I eat the first ones... I got so high when uh, she stuffed five more grams into my mouth and I was wow. chewing for 20 minutes, right? Yeah. I was really, I was really, really ripped, but and I was like too ripped to stop chewing. I was just, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't make that decision. But no, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was almost psychedelic sometimes, right? It was. Oh. And, and that would really throw your, uh, you throw your focus off. Yeah. Right? Totally. You're constantly right here, uh, zoning out in the moment, mm. uh, right? You know what I mean. So you're talking about something, right? Well, I, I couldn't, I couldn't really, yeah, I couldn't plan anything. I really couldn't grasp wow. anything too far in advance, right? You know, and, and I struggled with that for like a year and a half. And you know what, man? Nobody, not one person, from my family or her family or any of my old friends at that mill that I worked for ten years and stuff. Nobody came and checked on me, man. Mm. Nobody came and checked on me, right? Because after that, things went downhill real fast, right? Yeah. I started doing some hard drugs, right? Started hanging out with the wrong kind of bitches, right? Mm. Right? You know what I mean? Uh, I was fucking brain damaged. Fuck. Right? You know what I mean? Completely, dude. Yeah, right. So, you know, I hit the skids. I hit her hard. The place where I was living got raided. Uh, I got thrown into jail, right? Uh, charged with a whole bunch of different shit, right? Uh, yeah, man. And it was pretty funny because when the cops kicked down the door, I uh, had the restraining order on me against this girl. And you know what? I didn't hear the dogs barking. I didn't hear the front gate go down. It was on an acreage. There was like, there was like 12 people on the acreage at the time, right? And, uh, and uh, when they came down that hill, the cops there, I didn't hear the gates. I didn't hear the dogs. I didn't hear the front door. I didn't hear nothing until they kicked my bedroom door down and come bursting in there, right? And there's three cops. And I was right in the middle at 8 o'clock Sunday morning doing the wild thing with my girlfriend, man. Like, I was, I was, I was doing it. We were actually, when the cops came in, right? 
she was yelling. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> right, right. When the cops came in, so. Do you think that was like, the best time to get arrested or the worst time to get oh, arrested? It's terrible, man. <laughs> it's terrible. The cop kept on screaming at me to get out of the bed. Right, and I said, yeah. As soon as I get my pants, so you get out of the fucking bed now. They're really nervous, right? Yeah. They're really nervous. There's a lot of people in that property, and it's a creepy place. There's like 800 cars there, tons of. Uh, wrecked cars, outbuildings, right? Mm. Uh, people have died there, burnt trailers, you know what I mean? Mm. It's right on a lake, but it's a real nefarious place, Sleazy. right? It's a real nefarious place. I was Sleazy. renting a place off the guy down on the lake. It's a glass house, all glass walls on it, right? I was just up at the house, you know, doing the girl, right? Mm. So, uh, uh, so the cop keeps on yelling me to get out of the bed. So finally I said, yeah. I says, okay, man, okay, right? And I just jumped out with... Stood right in front of him, right there. Cops with their flashlights, with, the, with this big heart on, really staring right at him, like, "Yeah, there you go, buddy. What do you want?" Well, the one cop, man, he heads for the doors fast. As he can. The, other, <laughs> the other one's doing him up the bum because he's got so close behind him, he can't get out fast enough, right? The two, oh, right, right, get your pants on, get your pants on. Right? And they're thinking, "Jeez, what a bunch of assholes!" Right? You know, like, what do you expect, man? Right? You know, right. weren't you here a minute ago? Right? And so, <laughs> yeah. so then I'm going like, "Fuck!" Right? And then the, the third cop is still standing there. Right, and 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 she's a girl cop, and my girlfriend's sitting in the bed, and she's got a sheet wrapped around her neck, and she's looking at this girl cop, and she says, "Hey, hey, you can go now." <laughs> what an intelligent, what an intelligent remark to me. Uh, oh, we loved her, man. We loved her. She was crazy. She was trouble. That's hilarious. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. But anyways, you know what happened is, is I got, uh, I. I I became my own advocate, right? I went, I went to court. I fought all the charges, and I beat all the charges. You represented yourself. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, and I beat all the charges. Uh, you know, I just, I had a bit of education. I got to school for, I went to school, but I was going to university, right? Was, yeah. Was, what was your argument? Like your, did you cite your brain injury? Oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't, I wasn't guilty of any of this shit that was going on. Oh, you weren't guilty. There was oh. 12 people up there. Right, I had a job. I had a full-time job. Right, I was leaving at seven o'clock in the morning. It was dark, right, and it's winter in 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 Alberta. Right, so I'm coming back at seven o'clock at night, and it's dark. Right, and I'm working for a guy named Andrew Murphy. Right, it has got a big yard down there, and I'm going back and forth every day. Right, uh, these other people up there, man, like, you know, ah, you know, they're selling all kinds of drugs. They're swiping quads. They were doing whatever. Right, you know what I mean? These other guys up there, the old boy who lives up there. He got charged with 77 weapons charges. 77 weapons charges. Oh my God. Oh yeah, man. Like, yeah. There was, uh, <laughs> there was, a, there was like, uh, some crazy times there, man. You know, and I said I had an epiphany when I was 17, right? Yeah. Okay. I had, I had, I had another epiphany. Uh huh. One more after that. Yeah, and I actually shared it with a couple of. Uh, Make sure the people hear you. I, I, I shared that I shared that epiphany with a couple of police officers that I know because before I, I was a soccer coach in that town for ten years, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you know, I, I I worked at the mill there, right? You know, I worked in the oil patch. I was a well-known guy, right? Right. I volunteered for kindergarten more than any other parent two years running. Hey, right. I was is. there all the time, right? <laughs> I was the kindergarten dad, man, right? Fuck yeah. You know, I, every event they had, I had a hot dog stand. Right, you know, wow. I, I, we had big commercial hot dog stand. We sell hot dogs at special events and stuff, Shit. right? And you know, we would do that. We would, do, I could easily, man, you know, 150 people. You had lunch, not a problem. We'll, we'll do that in a heartbeat, man. Wow, right? you know, we do 500 hot dogs in like two hours. Damn, yeah, smokies, big cheese. How many can you cook at tables, once? Right, about 40. 40 at once, yeah, on a big flat Holy piece shit. of thick steel. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. And I do steaks. I do <coughs> bacon and eggs on it. I do everything, right? Damn. We even do special events. I make bacon and eggs for all the other uh, booths. And on stuff a big like griddle. Like yeah, 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 yeah. It's good, yeah. And that's the best way to cook oh, hot dogs on a flat yeah, piece man. of steel. That's like but, the best way yeah. to cook, I think. So, I mean, like everybody in town knew me, right? Mm. So, when the police were first, you know, you know, Mr. Bootsma this, Mr. Bootsma that, right? Well, things deteriorated, they didn't, they, right? Mm. So I remember um, one of them gives me a shove. This is this is well into our, you know, our relationship, which was, you know, yeah, yeah, well into the relationship. But one of them gives me a shove into the other one, and he takes offense to that and says, watch where you go, you fucking goof. And he gives me a really hard shove, and the other one's leg goes out, and bang, I'm face first on the jailhouse floor with the cuffs behind my back. Fuck. And without saying anything to each other, having a, a nod or a signal or nothing, all three of them started boot-fucking me at the same time. Oh, my God. And it was a rude awakening. They just beat the shit out of you? They were kicking me in the face, man, with shoes on. Oh, my God. Right? I was getting dude. a black guy. I was getting a fat lip, right? I thought my nose was broken, but it just plugged up for like, oh, That's more five, brain trauma, dude. Four dude. weeks, right? Oh, yeah, man. They're, my That's face, I, I look like, I look like, uh, yeah, I look like the guy on TV that just got their living shit kicked out of him and he comes out oh, there sure, just blue, yeah. black and blue, right? Just oh. not hanging, right? You know what I mean? They kicked me in the face. They kicked me in the ribs. They booted me. They stomped me. They stomped on my fingers, oh man. Oh, my God, They fucking dude. stuck his shoe right in my fucking ass and fucking went like that and cracked your nuts right into the floor. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And oh I'm down God. there. And whack, I took one in the face from this guy. This I know that. I'm not going to say a name. And I said, and I said, hey, I says, I'm having an epiphany down here. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you're talking to them? Well, fuck yeah. I shouted up. My eyes were already shut. There, oh I didn't fucking God. see my eye anymore. I was just snot coming. I thought it was, you know, could taste that blood on that on that floor. Or mm. Maybe it's the other guy's blood before me. Who knows? What did you say? But I said, hey. I said, hey. I said, <laughs> I want to say his name because I know his name. But yeah, probably I think I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to say his name. Yeah, I said, I have an epiphany down here. And he pauses, booting me for a second. He says, yeah. He says, he says what's up, Bootsma? I says, I guess I got to get my new job. I says, this one's not cutting it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Oh, I want to say his name so badly. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know. Yeah, well, it kind of was my own fault, you know. Yeah. I had uh, had a couple of run-ins with this guy before, and he was trapping division. Oh. And he really, really wanted to be like... uh, a big wheel. Oh, he had like a inferiority complex well, or a superiority complex. Well, you know, you know what happened to me is uh, I was having a hard time keeping a job, right? Obviously, right. I was having a yeah. I was having a hard time keeping a schedule. Mm-hmm. So I was having a hard time keeping my shit together. Period. Yeah, yeah. And the only career that really opened itself up to me at that time that sort of fit my schedule and everything was drug dealing. Wow. So I started selling drugs. Fuck. Yeah. Hard drugs. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And doing them, right? Yeah. And, uh, and you know, just basically, you know, doing the life, right? Like ripping across Alberta from one end to the other with loads of copper and this and that. And, oh, my God. And, you know, uh, yeah. And then and then uh, I, I was pretty good at it. Right? Uh-huh. And, uh, well, uh, you know, it's like a, a bit of an inheritance back from my father. But, you know, my father actually died 10 years before. You don't really get a lot of inheritance from Ten years before, right? But right. I, I made I made quite a bit of money, huh. and uh, the, basically the police told me to get the hell out of town. Wow. Right. So, but you know, 
Okay, I'll, 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 I'll spill the beans here. Okay, when you, I work there in town like that, there's the street people who are buying drugs, right? Uh-huh. But there's the legit people who are buying drugs. Yeah. And there's a lot of legit people on shift work who buy drugs. Yeah. You're out in the oil patch and stuff like that. Oh, and, yeah. And I worked at a mine down there as well. There's a coal mine down there. Oh, huge, yeah. Lo- longest coal run in the world. You work night shifts. You work 12s, right? You know? And a lot of those guys. It's fueling that economy. A lot of those guys, they, they buy some. They buy some meth off you. Totally. They put it in their coffee in the morning, and they make it to lunchtime, and they put some coffee in their coffee, and that's how they do it. They eat it. Mm. They're not smoking it. They're not smashing it. I know millwrights, electricians, all kinds of guys. Man, like methamphetamine? Yeah, yes, and they do it on Why night. not take uh, they just, they, 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 like Adderall or something? it fucking works good. It works better than Adderall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works good, right? You know, they say you're probably something like, I don't know, there's, there's, there's numbers of 17% more aware, more aware. Mm. When you're not on it, so it doesn't just wake them up. It actually gives them an edge, mm. right? Right. <laughs> Maybe that's what they think at first, right? Yeah. But you know, uh, but anyways, a lot of these guys have been doing it in, in moderate amounts for years. I think anything in moderation is probably good. I mean, it used to be a diet pill, uh-huh. right? But I sold other things as well. I did do yeah. that. Uh, my girlfriend there was the biggest pot dealer in Edson for a long, long time, right? Damn. The last time we went and picked up, well, Edson's not that big. It was like 10 pounds or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. It was a, That's for, a lot of weight. Well, went for 8,000 people. And then she's not the only dealer in town, right? <laughs> so I get, there's, a, there's a bunch, you know, what did I say? 8,000 8, hotel rooms, 5,000 hotel rooms, somewhere between there. That's between insane. Eight and five to, so yeah, you can sell a lot of pot, right? How many uh, people do you say? Well, uh, the surrounding area probably was 17,000 people, right? Okay. And then Hinton's not that far away, and then you know Emsburg. It's 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 on the main route from Edmonton to Prince George. Right. right? It's the main pass. I went to PG the for the first time this summer, yeah, and so it's a it's a weird place. Yeah, so back in the day, Prince back, George, eh? Like, yeah. Yeah. But back in the day, you know, uh, that was where the a lot of wagon trains went. You know, right, it was, it was right, the right. Gateway to the to the to the. Uh, Big city, gateway to the west, gateway to the west. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's a it's a four lane major route there, and so there's lots of transit and stuff. And I, I believe uh, further up along along that along that same road, it would be the the, the Trail of Tears. I think what they call the Canadian Trail of Tears. Right? Oh, really? So many uh, Aboriginal women have disappeared. Oh, right. On that road, it's that's it, horrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know that. Oh, yeah. I know that's a oh, huge problem. Like I know some of the abducting name, of. Know, uh, Abducting of yeah, indigenous yeah. women. Well, I, you know, I lived in a Métis village. Did uh, you? Yeah, yeah. Just like me. Uh, for how long? Oh, off and on for about two years, I guess. Wow. Yeah, there was like uh, me, two other white people, and about four hundred natives. Wow. Right? Yeah. So I got a couple of beatings in the beginning, right? Did you? Uh, yeah, until you get you know kind of used to you, right? When they find you're gonna you know fight back a bit, right? Uh-huh. I was dating one of the girls, right? Uh. And she, her dad was actually. Uh, Old Stan Belcourt, he's 100 years old this year. He's still around. I was just Holy talking cow. to Stan the other day. Yeah, 100 yeah. years old. He's 100 years old, man. You know, yeah, with him. you know, that that <laughs> old bastard when I was there, he was like, what was he? He was 94. No, what the hell was he? He was 90, 93 years old, I think. And and then his, his daughter said they caught him having sex. Wow. Yeah. At 94. Yeah, 93 or 92. 93 that's amazing yeah and the woman was in her 80s man and apparently they were getting they were getting it on pretty good wow yeah yeah she says holy christ what's the way maybe you caught him man because now you catch him man fucking (laughs) (laughs) shit eh can you see it right but that guy you know he goes around and he cleans he takes care of the graveyard the marble graveyard oh wow um he takes care of all the crosses on the highway where people have died in car accidents and stuff and he still delivers water 
uh, to all these women that he said, because they, they have to have water delivered in their tanks, right? He's got a tank on the back of his truck and he'd go do his, his trap run, right? And back mm. in the, when he was in the 80s, when he was still spry, right? We think he was, you know, he was doing a lot of them, right? Yeah. He was like the regular guy, the star water truck boy, <laughs> Stan Lee, <laughs> right? But, you know, yeah, you know, but so, yeah, but, yeah, you know, Stan, he's, he's, he's an old what, um I got to give, got to hand it to the guy, you know, he don't like white people. Really? Right. I mean, yeah, you, you know, and I, I've talked to Stan. Are there you know, a lot of like, uh, and, and you know, he says you're not. He says not that. He says he's. He says, I don't just like. He said I got nothing against you. He says, but he says, I, and the other hand, he says I have a hard time looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> you're so white. <laughs> but you know, uh, he Stan's been hungry before. You know, where mm. he's actually been hungry before. You know, he did not have enough to right. eat. Right. right and you know and, and and he's telling me this one day like i don't get it right mm. and i said stan i says you know i says let me tell you buddy i says you may have seen some shit and you might be like you know 87 years old and, and you might be 87 years old and you've seen all kinds of shit and everything but that doesn't mean that somebody a lot younger than you can't have learned anything either and that's important like you guys you know you're, mm. so you're 20 you gotta be old no man you guys can learn shit now yes without having to experience it i would i would yeah, yeah i would take that advice if you can do that right you mm. know but but i said to stan i says it wasn't that long ago stan that if i ate good or not that night it depended on what kind of night i had at the dump mm. so buddy i've been fucking hungry right when they kicked me out of that jail that night they kicked me out with two t-shirts on and a pair of shorts and a pair of pants it was third week in november it was uh nine o'clock at night it's about 14 below. The temperature was dropping. It's starting to snow. And they kicked me out the door of the jail cell. And they said, you can't go back up to the place because it's under police investigation. Well, my keys are up there. My wallet's up there. My truck's up there. My clothes up there. My tools are up there. Everything's up there. I'm going, like, I'm going like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Can't go up there. Boat out the door. Bang. And you know what? Where could I go? I had nowhere to go. There wasn't a single fucking door that was open to me right then. Right, uh, I had just dropped in on the scene not too long before, right? You yeah. know what I mean? I wasn't that well known. Right, there had just been a major bust. Everybody's freaked out. Yep. So no one's opening up their door to a new guy. Yeah. I couldn't go back to the old people that I used to hang out with because they were legit. They had jobs. They had taxes. Their, their wives are gonna get upset about who's this sketchy guy. <laughs> yeah. You know what's he doing here, right? <laughs> You know, you can't have him in the house, right? Yeah. So you're, you're, you know, you're kicked out from one side and you're, so you, so, and there you are, man. And I moved to that town because her family was there. Well, you sure can't go see them. So you're stuck, man, in Alberta in the winter, 65 cents in my pocket and nowhere to go. And all right, you know what? Drop the puck here. Game starts here. Go. Hey, you want a reality show? Right. You want a reality show? I'll give you a reality show, man. Dude, that would be kind of crazy. And release him from jail no, and uh... and there ain't no there ain't no uh, whatever Contiki hut yeah. that you're gonna sit down at every night and sit down and say, well, who are we gonna kick off the island? Right? No, <laughs> fuck. They die. I, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. It's put your boot in Buddy's face. Yeah. If he tries to swipe your shit. Yeah. Because I got nowhere to go. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Uh, I've been up and I've been down and I've been all around, but I ain't never collected a single dime off this government of ours until I went to school 
when I got I, I'm I'm a red seal baker by the way. Where it comes up, I, <laughs> red seal baker. I, yes, I'm a, yeah, I'm what a does baker. that mean? I'm a baker. Red seal means you like get your ticket. Your baker ticket. as in baker. Of yeah, life. yeah, I'm a journeyman man. Baker of uh, roofs. You said no, that. no bread and buns, man. Bread and buns. She's a cookies. Yeah, wedding cake. Actually, yeah, yeah, I'm a red seal baker man. No, yeah, fucking yeah, I've worked all over the world. <laughs> are you are you bullshitting? Yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. No, See, when not. you have an epiphany, like every moment is. A perfect moment. <laughs> you get to live several lifetimes. <laughs> I have lived several lifetimes. Holy by shit! By cherishing every single moment. That's nuts. I feel like I'm a thousand years old. Yeah. Because I, you know, I've got, you know, if every moment is happening at this moment, if everything is happening at the same time. Yeah. But they say how they say time bends, right? right so right. everything is happening simultaneously. Happening at okay. Once. Try to think about In that for a while. Dimension. Try to think about that for a while. Man, you get pretty excited pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, where the hell was I going with that? I was a baker. Wow, I I didn't know that, man. Yeah. I didn't know that. You yeah, you have lived many lives. Like sure. I, yeah, honestly, because you show me your roofing shit, so I just assumed you were talking about a position. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I was yeah. like, I he can't mean like an actual baker. Uh, like yeah, oh, yeah. bread and cake. Yeah, Fuck, we, man. Yeah. We get baked on the roof. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, that's nuts, dude. Yeah. What, what's uh? Do you have like a specialty? Like, is there a thing that you love to bake? Like, if you had uh, to choose, you know, if you got a if you got a cookie recipe and it's just not cutting it, mm. you can send it to me and I'll tweak it and I'll make you the best cookies. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, I can make cookies like yeah. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, and I'm well actually. Uh, yeah, I know a few good tricks, man. I know a few good I tricks. I bet you do. Like, You've yeah, been doing it for. Yeah. I, I make I make I make I make really good bread. What does red mean. seal mean? That means you got your uh, you went and you did your provincial and your uh, exam and your, and your national exams. So you okay. have a red seal on your papers, which a means you're a baker across Canada. Uh, okay. And uh, any red seal, if you people out there don't know this, any red seal in Canada is good anywhere in Europe. Oh. So a mechanic, a baker, an electrician, whatever else, man. Electrician, uh, yeah, you have to do something about that. But yeah, uh, they'll pretty much honor your ticket over there. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Baking. That's so cool. Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, how and we, cookies. I don't even know how we got on that. Bro, topic. you know, Sarov loves cookies. He's like, <laughs> he's like, known around the house as the cookie monster. Yeah. <laughs> you should yeah. bake some for him sometime. He would like. Mm. Oh man, he would lose your lose his fucking mind about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Well, I think like well, we've been going for about an hour and a half, and yeah. we've got some pretty crazy shit <laughs> yeah. I think already. So, uh, yeah. If you want to stop it here, I, I if you want to say, I've been doing this at the end of pod. Uh, <laughs> if you want to say a word or a phrase, just anything you want to say to the people. Then now is your time. Lost final closing words. You've given uh, so much, but yeah, just know. another. I don't know. You know what? I just, I just, I just bought, I just bought some whitewater kayaks, right? In my late fifties, I just bought two whitewater kayaks because I'm going to learn how to go whitewater kayaking, huh. right? So, if there's something you want to do, don't hold back, right? Never say never. Just jump in and go, right? 